0: Welcome back to the Meditation Matters podcast, brought to you by EcoWelco, where we explore and use wellness practices to live well on purpose. Join us today as we feature Mona, a writer and poet who has dedicated her work to exploring the tough inner questions of why am I here, what is my purpose, and more, and even ones that you may have even asked yourself. We'll learn how these very questions transform Mona's life from the inside out and how your own exploration can do the same let's dive in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mona, for being on the Meditation Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here. And so that the listeners know who you are, what you do, and really what brought you to the space of writing your poetry book and just your overall spiritual wellness journey. Can you take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners and just, yeah, who you are, what you do, and then we'll go from there.
1: Okay, so my name is Muna Sekak, and thank you so much for having me today. I I am a writer. I write about uh, philosophy, spirituality, and um, I also write poetry.
0: What got you into writing um, about philosophy, spirituality, and then poetry also?
1: So um, um, just questions coming to me, like Mm -hmm. um, existential questions that wouldn't leave me and when i started this journey of answering them it was actually a cool journey and i mm-hmm. i enjoyed it it was challenging but also it was it was not it, it was it was not an effort it was more natural i just wanted mm-hmm. to know more about myself about human nature yes. about what makes us human about other worlds about spirituality subtle dimensions the astral world <laughs> all these things and uh, so it was fascinating i had to always ground myself back and um uh, just to function yeah until i find i found a balance between uh, those um those uh queries in my everyday life
0: mm-hmm. definitely and so i guess the way that you were able to process it was writing were you a writer before those questions came or was it those questions those existential and metaphysical questions came and you're like I don't know what else to do other than write.
1: <laughs> yes, I think I uh, I enjoyed writing, okay. like essays at school, everywhere. But I was not a writer, no. I, uh, mm. Writing was my way, you know, like a singer sings or mm-hmm. a songwriter writes songs. So writing is my way to translate everything that I, that I process in my mind.
0: That's wonderful. Do you remember the first existential question that came to you that kind of set you on this path? i know there's a lot right yes
1: (laughs) yes yes Yes, it was i think it was is there a divine is Mm. there a spiritual world and if yes there is a creator of the universe or a spiritual world why didn't uh why don't i have a manual
0: like Mm. why
1: do i have to to go through other people or to go through experiences or to just guess and, yeah. and not having any clue any manual yeah I, I felt angry a yeah. little bit I was like if you exist I should know for sure if <laughs> you exist and then I was like well I calmed down I was like yeah I know you exist it's not you it's me mm-hmm. I must not have the methodology to just open up and, and go into these worlds and find out more about myself and mm-hmm. the world
0: That's incredible. I like that. I think that's something that I have definitely felt and heard before also from other folks just kind of like why god why would you make it so hard like where's the manual where's the instructions (laughs) why is there so
1: much hard (laughs) And, and 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 also I found out like right after this explosive moment that the way we ask questions Mm. is very important to to start any journey of understanding something. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I changed my way of also putting questions.
0: Actually, can you dive a little bit deeper into the way that you ask questions like the before and after, and even how that has transformed now as you've continued to progress? I think that that would be something our, our listeners would be interested in.
1: So basically it's, um, the way you 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 you, uh, you ask the question mm. says a lot about your intentions are you really honestly authentically looking for answers or are you just playing with your mind mm. and um um are you asking questions that comfort your mind or are you asking questions just because you don't feel good that day or do you really want valuable relevant information so mm-hmm. I found out that the way that I was asking questions and the place where I was coming from, I, I would never move ahead. Uh, I had to change my methodology of looking at things and accepting that um, sometimes in order to have an answer, you have to to, um, to go through like 10 other questions to be able right. to get to the answer. It's not that's why it's not easy. You have to really want it <laughs> and, and, and you have to be excited about it and you have to um be compassionate about your
0: of course your
1: iq i mean (laughs) no it's not a nice word but if you come from a place of ignorance in a certain subject then it's not your fault you just don't know and you have to be compassionate and know that you have to build and to to gather tools to understand Mm -hmm. uh, things like like for mathematics you don't go from nothing to algebra you have to You have to go through steps and you have to be compassionate and patient enough because it's worth it to to just accept that every day you are going to know a little bit more. And that eventually you will have uh, the bigger perspective and the bigger answers. So patience is a Mm -hmm. very big key. And and patience is also uh, accepting time. We hear a lot about instant manifestation and uh i feel like sometimes it can be delusional for us like if time exists it wants to manifest you have to accept it and the time you accept it it goes faster it plays with you it becomes your friend it becomes your friend and you're not here trying to control it or trying to uh to avoid time
0: of course and then of course how long did it take you to come to the understanding of patience
1: <laughs> i'm still working on it
0: <laughs> <laughs> understandable same <laughs> yeah there are
1: some subjects that are more easy for me to just accept the mm-hmm. time and uh, there are others where i i feel frustration and impatience and in those time i try to use simultaneous sim- simultaneous time like in this um that time you know this gap Mm -hmm. i try to work on something else or to do Mm -hmm. something else i like to see it as a land yeah where you you've planted a place of carrots and instead of just waiting for it to to you have you can do nothing about it It has to it has to blossom and instead of just waiting for that when are you going to to show up you go and you plant something else And then you go and plant something something else. And then you come back, you have the carrots, you have this, you have... Yeah. So I try to use this time doing something else, not to... When when it's hard for me to be patient.
0: Yeah, not to dwell too hard. I mean, that's my I mean that's the that's a great analogy, actually. The the farming practices and how no matter Mm -hmm. what, no matter how fast the farmer may want to eat what he just sold, like you gotta wait. (laughs) You have to tend to it also. So it's the tending and the waiting, and then you bear the fruits of everything. And so that rotation, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I love that, I (laughs) guess. Wow. Okay. So you have multiple books, right? yes okay Um, and oh yeah (laughs) and I guess like how so the first book that you wrote what exactly was that one about and also the other question I want to like in uh, insert in here too is like your use of meditation and like other wellness practices while you have been like navigating these book writing processes and also these questions and the patience and (laughs) and everything else
1: yeah, because when um, I mean the, the change and transformation occurs inside of you. Yeah. But the unfolding takes time.
0: Yeah. Mm. It, it
1: takes time. You you watch yourself moving slowly yeah. towards the direction. So my first in my first book, I was trying to answer questions like, mm. who am I? Where am I? Where mm. where do I come from? Where am I going? Mm. Um. What is universal moral? Um, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. For bees, we know their functions, but they don't know. Maybe they don't know their function. And maybe uh, there is a higher being that sees yeah. our function and we don't see it and things like that. So, so yeah, it was a cool um, introspective book. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I've learned a lot about myself and about the nature of reality and peace of mind. And yes, meditation has helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that there are a lot of types of meditation. There is a meditation mm, that you use to calm your mind Mm -hmm. because you're too much in your head and you know you're going nowhere with your thoughts and you just want to calm down. So I call it just stopping the mind, Mm -hmm. resting the mind, uh, like a reset button. And then there are meditation when you want to stop the current of thought you're in like you mm-hmm. want to change your timeline you want to change yeah. identity you want to you want to put a new paradigm and then there is just meditation sitting with presence like being yeah. present and so yes i i i love meditating sometimes i have to remember myself because when you're in a place where you're angry or yeah or you're or you're anxious or you have a lot on your plate uh sometimes it's not the right time to meditate so you just have to calm yourself down and then go back to meditation
0: yeah I think that's a really good point because um even in my own experience I've been meditating for a couple years now but there are times when it's just kind of like I don't want to do this right now
1: (laughs) yeah I'd rather go running or dancing. Or yeah, like,
0: like and and that in that instance, you can even call that more of like a, I guess, a full body or like active meditation if you want, because it's like it's yeah. like shifting, it's like changing, shifting your moving when you're moving your body to so get the energy flowing, and then like you're in a different environment, so it's like okay, now we're activating different like energy systems in our body, different hormones, different everything, yeah. so it's like another way to kind of like shift our mind instead of being super stuck on like the fact that we're angry mm-hmm. right now or something. But yeah, that's definitely, I would say meditation is definitely transformative, but it is one of those things where you, like you said earlier, like being compassionate and understanding of yourself and like being like, okay, maybe I don't want to just sit down and like think about my angry feelings. (laughs) Yes. Maybe I want to Mm -hmm. go like run or do a dance class Mm -hmm. or go to a boxing class or something. So I think that's a really good point that you make. Yeah.
1: Yeah, There is a time where you have enough energy to sit with uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. And to look at them and to understand what's behind them. And there is time where it's, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> feel good. And then let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah oh.
0: definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, it's important to just like, because I know sometimes we can get caught up in like the routine of like, no, I should sit and meditate no matter what. It should look the same every single time. And your example really proves that it doesn't have to look the same every single time. And it's really just listening to the body, to the mind, like listening to yourself and allowing yourself to go in the direction that is best for you in that moment, because it may change moment to moment, but it's like, how are you honoring yourself in this space of like confusion or whatever it is? Um, And so centering yourself in that. So I think that's really incredible. Thank you for mentioning that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So you also have your new book here, your poetry book that it's also really exciting and I know that it's really centered around. When I was reading the description about it, I felt very much so about just like self-awareness and expression and compassion and even more of that. And so the first question I want to ask you is like, of course, this journey that you've been talking about this whole time, this introspective journey. is leads you to become aware of yourself. But at the same time, at least in my story, I know that sometimes I can get really caught up in the introspection where I kind of lose versions of self-awareness. So that's also tending to the self in other ways, um, even in a metaphysical and etheric space. So how has your journey with self-awareness transformed as you've embarked on the self-inquiry and the self-discovery, self-understanding and like highs and lows of your spirituality? Yeah.
1: yeah, so I um I used poetry. I mean, I I felt drawn to just, I, I, I didn't call it poetry in the beginning, you know, I just felt drawn to write something that I thought was beautiful and that would remind me or take me to source of love
0: Mm.
1: so we experience love all kinds of love family love romantic love um, Mm -hmm. uh, friends love you name it or love for a job for a situation for belongings and sometimes we lose those things people die we get separated and then and other times there is too much attachment and Mm. i don't feel love if this person is not here i don't mm-hmm. feel love if i don't have this i don't feel love if... so i was like i'm tired of this i want to go to the source of love i want to mm. be loved and i want to feel love without any object i want to go to the frequency of pure love and yeah. from there i mean from there when you come back and you love others and you feel loved by others it, it, it's lighter because you feel that you're all already tuned to pure love you know to the divine uh, love where where it's unconditional and mm. uh, it's not oh you're treating me bad you should yeah. not be loving me this way yeah. i expect you to love me another way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just like free flowing and everything yeah. and uh I, I i really felt so good in just thinking in this love and coming back like recharged fresh healed yeah you already have the love that you want and I don't like the word deserve, but you came with a with a with the love package uh, you are able of love and you are loved and then you express
0: yeah. yeah. I think that's really important to remember, especially because it, it's really easy to get caught up in the desire of wanting others to fill that that love cup, right? But then, like you said before, and I also had a similar experience, once you begin to realize that, wait, okay, when I came into this world, I was already filled with all the purest love ever. And yeah, I started to live, I started to grow, and it began to like seep out of me in a way, right? And of course, this kind of also depends on your environment and your upbringing of how much you know or remember or reminded to that the love comes from within first. Um, but it is... Quite a journey (laughs) when you're coming back to that understanding of, wait, I'm already an internal, endless wellspring of love. And I can actually tap into that. Now, when you start to do that, it's like, how do I do that? Like, this is super confusing. And I guess in this instance, my question would be when you began to realize that you were tired of trying to get all that external love or, you know, always value your love based on these external conditions. I mean, how how was the journey back to your internal love source? Was it difficult? Was it blissful? Was it a combination of things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a a, a relief um from, mm. from like sometimes there is strategies in love and there is uh it's very conditional. Sometimes it's even transactional. Of course even if even if it's subtle and you don't like yourself you're like that you know i i mean for my part you don't like there is a point where where i think i i got really tired of this and i just want mm. to 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 um and with people if you think about it uh the opposite of love is hate so uh sometimes so you feel like you love everything and everyone and it's oneness and obviously there is different types of love there is intimate mm-hmm. love Mm-hmm. But you love everyone, but you can't be with everyone at the same time. So you express it in a certain way, where it's, um, where it's, you understand, um, you understand, you understand the relationship. Yeah. And, and 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 you don't feel triggered. There is no, yeah, that, that's what I want to say. There is no yeah. salvation in this mm. love. It's not. I am going to stop needing love because you give me this. Right. Sometimes I feel like we, we seek salvation through love and validation and approval. And uh, and then you come in like uh, with an open space and, uh, and it's very, very different. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because
1: you know that if, I mean, you, you, you get hurt, but it, it doesn't last much, like three hours, mm-hmm. one day, because you can automatically come back to the source of love and you're like oh it's not about them it's me i'm acting like this again i'm too needy i'm I'm needy i'm attached or i have Mm. expectations that other people can't uh can give me and, and and maybe i am acting like that and i am not aware of it so you just reset yourself and come back and everything gets normal again
0: yeah Definitely. I really like the, the word that you use, the salvation word. I that really like you said, it and I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. definitely, it's a good way to really sum it up because I think that's the case. And what I was thinking about too, and the salvation piece was the, um, the worthiness bit of love, right? So trying to prove that you can love in order to feel like you're worthy of love. Right. So maybe yeah. you're excessively overcompensating yourself in some way for somebody and some condition that maybe is actually harming you because you're trying to fill this void of like, no, 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 I'm capable of love. I can give love. I can receive love. It's like, you're trying to prove (laughs) to yourself or others that you can really do this. And still that is another form of seeking external love conditions to be your savior and whatever it is you're, you're dealing with. So it comes in so many different forms, like you mentioned. and I just... Yeah, that word salvation. I just want that to like simmer for a second. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, uh, it gets you aware of your, uh, of your, of things that triggers you. And
0: yeah. uh, Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So I guess in in your, in your journey of realizing and coming back to this internal love spring as well. And you're saying that I felt like a relief. And another thing too is like uh, I know I saw a bit of peace being mentioned around in the descriptions. Uh, how would you would you how would you define peace, and would you define would you equate this feeling of relief that you found when you began to return to the internal love spring as peace, or is it a grander culmination of things for you?
1: Yeah, so I was thinking about it this morning of mm-hmm. you know people, and even I use sometimes this word of. Um, fulfilled happy life yeah and it can be challenging to understand what is it you know and and sometimes I feel like I have a fulfilled life and what I mean is it's not um checking boxes of I am the best swimmer on earth I am this Mm. I am that I I have bought this I I am with this person it's not really that it's just like knowing your um your survival physical needs and meeting them like shelter food everything this is you take it from the way you know it's not going to change until the end of time you will have to eat so you're okay with it you're not complaining about it anymore then you figure out the things that are important to you And and i say what you really want and when i say what you really want i mean the thing that that um the thing which when it's lacking, you feel bad mm-hmm. And normally in our lives, it's two or three things. I don't know, maybe relationship with your kids or parents, um running five miles a day or one mile a day, that's not me, but anyone <laughs> <else>. <laughs> um, uh praying or meditating every day, uh, mm-hmm. feeding 10 people a month. I don't know what it is for you that really makes you, Uh, having a meaningful life there are things really you can do them in the morning and then you're done i've done everything that is important for me on earth but it's very different we think that it's the same and that's the problem and it's very different from a person to another so and the third level would be just uh just to understand that a lot of things are happening outside of your control and yeah. it's called life. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do to do with you. It's not personal. It's not because I am Mona that my dad died. Yeah. No people die. People. Um, there is a, um, a pandemic. It has yeah. nothing to do. with Like there is a point where you have to be mature enough to see that life unfolds and that sometimes it's challenging and that it has yeah. nothing to do with you. And you just accept it and you calm down and you do what you can to 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 just go through this phase and then life becomes nice again so that's what i call peace of mind Mm. building a certain emotional stability trying to have to have a a life of dignity Mm. like meeting your basic needs right and also accepting life challenges and taking them as challenges maybe it it can make you grow if if it's interesting to you it doesn't have to be interesting what's interesting to me might not be interesting
0: yeah. I guess what would you, uh, if someone is like, okay, I have the emotional stability and I get that sometimes life happens and I can't really control all that stuff. But when it comes to the challenge, perhaps they're a bit nervous, anxious, afraid that they will either fail the challenge or whatever it is. What would be your advice to someone who is nervous about the challenges of life but maybe has a slight understanding that they may need to go on these they may to need to embark on these challenges like I guess how would you recommend that they navigate through these emotions um and feelings when it comes to life challenges
1: I think that when we get older we become less and less patient with Mm. ourselves and again with Mm. time so what took you 18 it took you 18 years to be able to speak write, uh, calculate Man. and you want uh that it takes you one month to be the best at something it's interesting mm-hmm. you you have to uh you have to uh, to to have the same attitude that you had when you were younger and come and try um and try to um and try to to go step by step and be calm about it and if it's too challenging and puts a lot of anxiety on you. Like I don't want to give bad advices to people, but maybe you, you should step back a little bit until you calm down, or maybe yeah. it's not for you, or or maybe there is something that you are good at and natural at mm-hmm. and easy something that's easy for you, very natural. And maybe you can go on this road. Sometimes we just force ourselves. And why? Sometimes it's just because we have in our visions, we have backdrop people looking at us, you know. What he, what she or he is going to do? Yep. Is he going to fail? Is she going to fail? Mm-hmm. And 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 so we suffer. We put through our, ourselves through suffering just to, um, to uh, va- have validation from those people who maybe yeah. don't even think about it.
0: Oh. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. Is to I really like your point, especially about taking a step back, especially when you're finding yourself either too anxious or too nervous about taking on the challenge because maybe. I guess the first question, the first thing that popped in my mind is like, is that challenge necessarily for me? Yeah. <laughs> and or maybe it's time,
1: not the right time.
0: Or is maybe not the right time to embark on the challenge? Um, because I know I've gone through challenges myself and um there are moments where it's like, this feels extremely hard to navigate this challenge. Like, is this not like the right challenge? Like, am I embarking on this in the wrong time? Or what and am I just, doing this? <laughs> exactly like what am I am I doing something wrong like what's going on right and then there's other times when challenges occur and then just seem to kind of soar through it and there's not a lot of resistance there's not a lot of doubt there's not a the question is like the acknowledgement of like okay this is difficult but this is it's fine like I'm navigating through it I'm I
1: understand like, it's difficult and it's normal that it's difficult and yeah. and I like that it's difficult I learn yeah. things from it
0: yeah yeah I think that type of self-reflection and overall self-awareness and also situational awareness too because like a couple of different types of awareness there Uh, is really helpful in that in that journey of like understanding like either your next trajectory or like yourself or whatever it is that the challenge may be presenting yeah I think that's a really good point because I mean how often do we remind ourselves to just you know take a step back take a deep breath especially if we're not aware of this if this is something that's not a part of our of our like routine or of our life to like take a moment to rest and reflect like if we're looking to society to tell us to calm down and take a moment to relax <laughs> and that's force the door Never going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it, this it is... helps
1: me a lot actually and sometimes mm. I'm like when it's too much I'm like I'm fine if it never happens. I'm fine if I don't mm. do it mm. and I'm not going to force myself into this. Maybe I don't have enough skills, I don't know. Mm. It's too much for me. People are way ahead of me. I'm just
0: Or I maybe can't. I need help too. Yeah. <laughs> Like asking for help in those instances could be another good thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and and so sometimes a year after, mm. you have gathered some knowledge, information. You feel, you feel it's easier. Then you can do it. If it if it's still a desire of yours.
0: Sure. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's really good. I, I then, do this
1: a lot. I'm mm. like, I'm over it. If it's for me, it's gonna yeah, come back me. when I'm ready for it. Yeah. So if it if it if it happens to come back, I'm like. Now I'm ready. I can do it. If it doesn't, then it wasn't for me. Yeah. I just have one life I'm not going to be killing myself, suffering, doing something. (laughs) Just, I don't know. So that doesn't make me happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just because maybe you think it's the right way or you were told it's the right way or yes. somewhere a long time ago, someone told you that that's the right way. And so now yeah. you convinced yourself that that is the right way. And so you're like, oh, I yeah. told myself that's the right way. And it's like, yeah. did I actually tell myself that's the right way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's actually, that's been a part of my journey too. It's going back into the, the mental programming, even on the subconscious and the super conscious levels and just really trying to navigate and be like, is this really what I want? Did I tell, is this, is this like really what was for my path? Or is this something that like, I've just all the data from all the years of growing up in the environment that I grew up in, you know, like, you know, still super grateful for everything I've experienced. But at the same time, there's certain moments when certain levels of programming are just literally not for your path. That's it. Like, (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and like all the emotions of trying to fit into that box of what that programming wants you to do whoever told you it it's like eventually like I, I went to a talk last night and um, here in Medellin and it just so happens that the speaker is from the same city as me, had went oh. to the same school and had the same type of experience oh. where he was trying to fit himself into that box that like our city really tries to like get people to fit into and his example was like he was trying to fit so much eventually it squeezed him and he just popped and then he was just like you know what I'm going to be a nomad forget this (laughs) and it was funny because that was my same experience I just like uh popped and I was like I can't can't
1: read enough yeah
0: Yeah. and so I was like I'm leaving I can't I just I can't I need to I know that there's another way to do this because I'm trying to fit and literally I'm not fitting um so I think that that's an incredible thing to do is just really reflect is this really my box <laughs> <laughs> yes. like asking yourself these questions is this really uh-huh. what I want to be telling myself um and even you mentioned before like the type of meditations where you can do like the paradigm shifting timeline mm-hmm. shifting and just like identity recreation I mean that's like that tapping into the programming and figuring out where you want to go next that's a part of that whole, or
1: or yeah. discover mm-hmm. things that you are uh, that you've put aside for a long time that really interests you
0: definitely definitely well i want to ask if you could share the name of your new book that's coming out and also also share with listeners um where they can find it at and also where they can follow you to kind of stay to stay up to date on like any new drops any new updates about your book and and just other ways that they can keep in touch with you of course all of that will be available in the description um and the recap for this episode but it's all be nice to just hear it while we're here
1: (laughs) thank you so um it's um my uh, poetry book is called back to love and beauty it's a collection of 16 books illustrations paintings uh, I want it to be beautiful uh, with the paintings and uh, yes you can find me uh, I have a website com, and I started Instagram yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome did you do all the illustrations yourself for the book or did you have them commissioned yeah oh, that's I, amazing I, oh. it's
1: paintings yeah
0: oh that's so cool wow incredible <laughs> yeah that'll be super incredible to read and to share and I hope that Everyone listening will also find Amona's book this just refreshing and that that reminder of like compassion and awareness yeah. of the self and and
1: and allowing yourself to feel, to go through emotions and to yes. feel and to solve them and to go to the the end of the tunnel
0: yeah 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 you don't have to stay in the dark part of the tunnel (laughs) (laughs) there's always going to be like that little tiny light even if it's kind of like a little firefly
1: (laughs) and dark and dark does not mean evil it's just it just means that you haven't
0: discovered it yet. yes yeah and sometimes making your path through the darkness is another part of it too and then before you know it maybe you look down you're like oh there's like a little oh what Oh, really that seems nice go over there (laughs) Yeah, yeah and that's the really fun part about this self-awareness, self-discovery, spiritual wellness journey that we're honestly all on in different ways, different capacities. And yes. that's totally fine. But I really love how you've decided to take your journey and to put it into written form and to share it with others and to, to paint and then also show us your paintings <laughs> and how like your poetry you. made you feel in yeah. that space as well. This is, yeah. It's really incredible. I really look forward to yeah. Uh, reading it, and also continuing to follow your journey as you continue Thank you to so grow. so
1: much, Naya. Thank
0: you. As always, if you ever want to come back, we'd be more than happy to have you on. Oh
1: yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's been such a beautiful pleasure to take the time to just like talk about these beautiful topics that sometimes are super hard to talk about. But I realize that the more of us continue to talk about them and share our perspective and our journey with them, the easier yeah. and the more and i guess the safer even the less alone we feel in this space of navigating like like your beginning comment of like what's even going on why isn't there a manual (laughs) yeah and becoming
1: uh, beautiful the beautiful humans we were supposed to to,
0: yes yes thank you so much and we will see you next time Thank you so much for listening and being part of today's episode. If you loved it, be sure to like, subscribe, and rate the Meditation Matters podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And as always, all the information for today's interview, all of Mona's links, and where to get her book will be available in the description for today's episode. So be sure to check that out and to check out her work. We're happy that you're here. And if you have any questions, if you're looking to be featured yourself, be sure to send us a message, a DM on Instagram at ecowelco, or even an email. All the information is in the description for our show. Thanks so much and see you next time.